We're Jill and Jenna, sisters who believe that gut health is the baseline required to live your best life. But health is way more than that. So we've made it our mission to take a deep dive into gut health, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and more. Interviewing experts, having real conversations, all while making sure all of the information is digestible. Welcome Welcome to to our our gut talk. Jill and I have been using these electrolytes for a while now. And recently we made a video saying we don't drink a lot of plain water and the responses were interesting. Let me explain further. To properly hydrate, you want to include water with electrolytes. Hear me out. When you sweat, you are losing water and sodium. Both of these need to be replaced to prevent headaches, muscle cramps, energy dips, confusion, and more. I used to get a cramp after big workouts, especially at night that would wake me up. It was that really deep cramp that hurt like hell. If you've had one, you know what I'm talking about. But after drinking electrolytes with my water, I cannot remember the last time that that's happened. Electrolytes facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and fluid balance. They also boost performance and recovery. Element, spelled L-M-N-T, is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a science-backed electrolyte ratio with none of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. Jill and my favorite flavors are the raspberry and watermelon salt. We also love citrus. What we do is we add the electrolytes to a big reusable bottle of water and sip on it all day. So if you're someone who constantly says you need to drink more water, this might be right up your alley. It also makes drinking water fun. We have a deal for the Gut Talk community. You can go to drinkelement.com. That's drinkelement.com slash guttalkgirls. We also link it in the show notes to get a free Element sample pack when you make any purchase through our link. The Element sample pack includes one packet of every flavor. This is perfect for anyone who's interested in trying all the flavors or if you want to introduce a friend to Element. So try it out and let us know what you think. It's Whack-A-Doodle time. And if you're not on TikTok, you probably don't know what that means. It's an inside joke. One thing about doing one thing about doing social media is that trends literally run our life. And what we realize is we are walking around town saying trends. Like, are there any ones that like really stand out to you in the moment? It's not even that it stands out to me in the moment, like right now. It's the fact that every time there is a trend, I'm rehearsing or reciting it. I like respond like the Beth Ann one where it's like what's going on? on like that lives inside my head like I will be working my like corporate job and something happens yeah. what's going on literally that's how my no head that's but that's a problem because I'm really trying to dial back my TikTok usage yeah I should not be quoting every single trend like I get it's part of our job quote unquote but it also we need to recognize that it's more than just us saying it's for our job I have stopped waking up and immediately checking TikTok, which some of you might be like, yeah, duh, you shouldn't do that. But I can't tell you that it was like breaking out of jail for me. We know everybody's probably heard this before. I mean, social media is absolutely addicting and we're addicted to that dopamine rush when we when we open our phones. And because we do have a social media page, we are somewhat addicted to the rush that we get from getting, you know, new followers, which we obviously love and likes and things like that, you know? Well, on my personal page, I turn likes off for every single post. Yeah, same. Because for me, really? 
Yeah. You turn them off. Oh, do I not? I don't know. Oh, maybe not. I don't not. pay attention. I like, don't pay I attention I actively, either. like, before I click, click post, yeah. I click on do not show like count because here's why. Mm-hmm. My type A ass wants to be in control of everything and I will mm-hmm. analyze the shit out of, like, why people like or don't like posts and I'm like, the only thing that matters right now is if I like the post. Yeah. See, the thing is, that's actually true, but... I dropped that personally a long time ago where I cared about who liked and who didn't. Yeah. Because now I guess I'm so involved on the Gut Talk Girls Instagram that I don't really care about my personal one. Yeah. Like not enough to even give it to you guys and be like, go follow my personal. Because it really, obviously all of my really good friends and some family, but it's the people from high school that you don't keep up with, the people from college that you don't. And it doesn't mean that I want nothing to do with them. It's just that I'm not as curious about my personal Instagram anymore. Does that make sense? I go 50-50. I'm either don't care, see you never, wish you the best, or I am so interested. And not that I want to be your friend again or reach out, but I'll be like, oh yeah, so-and-so on her third baby. Wow, her kids are so right. cute. Like, oh, I wonder how she, like, all those things. Like, like honestly, you're a tad bit nosy. Oh, one million percent mm-hmm. nosy. That's okay. Like, I really... I mean, not that I'm not. We. I mean, you should see my friend group chats when someone gets engaged or something like that yeah you know well i don't know if those things have to do with each other but that's okay like i'm not talking about my close friends it's like the random people i knew from like softball when i was 13 no that's what i'm saying my friend group chat is out of control when someone gets engaged or someone has a baby or yeah so one thing about me jill is i hate group chats they make me i i don't know if it's from softball being in so many group chats like uh, if you played collegiate sports, you'll understand that everyone was on a group meet. You were on a I didn't use group meet. You were on a group meet with your coaches, and you were on a group meet without your coaches, and then it was just all the players. Mm-hmm. Fear number one: putting the wrong thing in the wrong chat. Mm-hmm. Because there are some things that were put in the team chat that if the co- if you put that in the one with the coaches, doomsday. You might as well just leave the university. So let me guess: you guys did sprints. Well, yeah, but that's a whole different okay. thing. <laughs> but the other thing was like you were. It was such an anxiety-ridden feeling because feeling because you that's where they said practice time changes. That's when they said like, "Hey guys, you actually do have practice Sunday instead of having the day off." Like all of those things. Crazy. Now I'm like in a group chat of more than three people. Like if we're being efficient to be like everyone meet here at this time, great. If we're chit chatting away, you are on silent. I have every large group chat I've ever been a part of muted. I understand. And I think that's a personality type. I'm interested to hear if anyone that like could be, but like even my most active group chat, I mute because I don't want the notifications. But but like when I'm in a big group chat full of people, the level of anxious knot that I get in my stomach is not not good. Like so, I, I definitely don't get that. Yeah, no, okay. I'm like I see a group chat, I'm like, oh no. Right. Not for the notifications. It's like, when do I say something? Is everyone going to understand my humor? Like, wait, that person didn't respond. Like, are they paying attention? Like, Social anxiety, if you will. I need one-on-one communication. I need you to call me and let me know what the plan is, and then I'm good to go. Okay. I fully respect that. I won't do a single group chat. You never have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm feeling self-conscious. Why? I feel like you're staring at my splotchy makeup. (laughs) I'm so glad we are bringing this up. So if you follow us on Instagram, you know that we're starting on this skincare journey because (laughs) I've never seen anyone 
less motivated to take care of the like minor acne that they have than you and I. Mm-hmm. We just are kind of like, you know so what? True. We have textured faces. Hey. And we're just like, well, it is what it is. Like I love and respect people that are like those girls that need the like glass donut look. I think I'm so overwhelmed by where to start. You and I. Just, that is me. Right? The problem is I look at them and I'm like, I could, my face could never look like that. Which is just so not true. They just put in effort where. It feels so unattainable. It's ridiculous. And and I'm going to get us there because I know for Thank a fact God. you are not going to get us there. No, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not. And another part I'm not is because I don't want to. But like. The majority but of I our do. acne is not internal based. Right. The majority of ours is surface. And I have finally... Especially because of my pimple picking. Well, right. I finally made Jenna promise me to not pick at her pimples. Like, first of all, it, it's a com- compulsive, like... Oh, it's a fetish. Oh, yeah, I is. say that and I just say it honestly to freak people out, but I genuinely love popping pimples. I love popping other people's. I love popping my own. It's a satisfaction thing. And I will leave a pimple. Sure, it's probably a in- anxiety reducer too. Maybe. Uh, no, don't give pimples that power. <laughs> but your skin has been so much better and what don't you do anymore? Pop pimples. Next thing. I did get a hydrofacial though. I'll put it on that as well. Sure. But then also we've noticed we both have far more acne on our left side than our right. Yes. And we were listening to Clear Stem uh, interview on. I mean, give yourself credit too, if I may interject. Like you don't really have acne. No, I have texture. Texture. I have texture. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. We are lazy. There's lazy and then there's like the bad lazy. We are the bad lazy skincare girls. Like I know if we try just 20% harder, we could have really, really clear skin. Okay, I agree. And we just don't. Yeah. But but there's a point to this. Okay, keep going. One, clear stem with the um, under 30 podcast, almost 30 podcast. Mm-hmm. They said that a lot of times if you're just getting acne on the left side of your face, it's obviously not your makeup because you put it on both sides. Right. You sleep on your left side most likely because of like blood flow things. I, I don't know. Blood flow like... Isn't it because like your heart's on that side? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's a natural position. If you have more acne on the left side of your face, like where your cheek is, it is your pillowcase and it's probably from your hair conditioner. So I'm ordering Jenna and I bonnets. We will be sleeping with our hair wrapped up because we're going to see if that works. Okay. Now, y'all. I'm down to try things. Y'all, I always want only positive comments on our social media. I would never want this place to be of hate. But if you guys could maybe DM, comment, whatever, and really encourage Jenna to wear moisturizer. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at Jenna's skin today. We were just hanging out. Mm -hmm. And I go, hey, Jen, did you put on moisturizer Jill's the skin police with me, or the makeup police. Well, please tell them what your answer was. No, I put on (laughs) SPF. I put on sunscreen. It feels like a moisturizer. No, Jenna. And niacinamide because my cos my what are they called? Yeah, but if you not don't, cosmetologists, um, you're uh, anesthesiologist though. <laughs> you're esthetician. Esthetician. But Jenna, you can't put on niacinamide and not not moisturizer after. Is that probably why my nose is a little peely? <laughs> yes. I'm also starting restarting my tret journey. We're, we're chaos. We're going to get some people on the show to talk about skincare because 
we want to talk to the experts and hear like what's legit, what's not, things like that. Because we have a lot of burning questions. And if we have a lot of burning questions, I'm sure a lot of you guys out there are skin gurus. But I'm also sure that there's people like us out there that are like, please help me. I don't know what to do either. And I want glass skin. I mean, I just can't get over the fact that you didn't put on moisturizer this morning. Yeah, I'm looking splotchy, guys. That's why we're not doing camera. All right? Catch me a break, man. I am laughing. I've been laughing about this so hard. I'm glad it brings you so much joy. Just If you have a sibling, you understand. Like You just pay so much closer attention. Uh Uh-huh. Like the eyelash I'm staring out on your nose right now. I won't move it. I will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we were going to give updates today, but we just sent out the first ever week of emails for meal guides. Mm -hmm. And I think that giving some context would be really helpful here. Go for it. So I have decided to post every single meal that I eat in the month of May. And the idea behind it is to give you all easy meal ideas. None of this really takes me more than 20 to 25 minutes start to finish. Mm -hmm. The goal is to eat diverse foods because I'm a chickenaholic. I will eat chicken for every meal and that's just not great. Like you want to diversify what you're eating. But then two, you want to have balanced meals, meaning protein, carb, and fat. If you follow us on Instagram, you know that already. But you want to bring in a lot of nutrients. And I feel like I eat the same foods over and over again. And I'm missing out on things. Because it's it's simple. It's habit. It's I, I do it too, right. right? So this is a challenge to myself. But I also wanted to share it. The other thing that we're doing is we're posting our grocery list for that week with notes. So how we go about buying these items. And then also brands that we like. Only one of them is sponsored and that's ProMix and there's absolutely no shame because we are obsessed with them and mm-hmm. we just think they're so great. But other than that, it's like we're not being sponsored by these brands. It's just literally what we buy. And so the goal is not for you guys to copy every single meal, but just understand how we look at different meals. Maybe you get two new ideas. Maybe you don't get any, but you see like the different foods that we're eating. I don't know. It's There's also an ingredient guide. So we put categories. We listed all tons of fats we listed tons of protein options carb options magnesium zinc calcium like the list goes on and on so we're really excited about that we want you all to have the ability to give us feedback i think because in a dream world this becomes a really exciting weekly email for everyone and i want to make this the communities like there are going to be themes like a meal prep week where like all i do is post like meal prep options And then like a quote unquote like celebrity week where I'm taking meals from some of our favorite like influencers slash food celebrities, I guess, Mm -hmm. food influencers and like redoing their meals to make them gut friendlier. So I don't know. I just I'm really, really excited about it. Yeah. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, you wouldn't know that there's a link to sign up for the email list. So I'll put that in the show notes. But also Jill has been posting literally every single meal that she has been eating on our Instagram story. So if you're not following us, you should at Gut Talk Girls. There's a few things though that I didn't include. One, I've already noticed a massive difference in my own body. I feel like the, not not puffy, like the puffiness has gone down. The bloat, yeah. The bloat. Like my jeans are fitting a little bit better and that's only one week into it. I definitely have more energy. I'm more satiated. I'm more full. 
I'm less like looking for like a snack or something when I normally would go and have something maybe that's not great for me. Like I'm not looking for those things. And I feel like too, you've gotten your groove back when it comes to cooking and prepping meals. Yeah. I think it's a really easy thing to fall off track to use DoorDash or to just keep eating the same thing every single week because it's easy. But the reality is, like you said, variety is so important. Making sure you're getting different sources of protein, carbs, fat, to get those minerals in, feed your body, fuel your body, if you will. Yeah, for sure. So sign up for that if you aren't signed up already. And it's a Google Doc. Like We are really going at it. Every week will be a new doc. Long story short, really excited about this but we love feedback we want to know how to help i did get some comments on like you didn't give portion sizes or like could you include calorie intake no here's why Mm -hmm. you need different portion sizes than i do some days i do high intensity workouts some days i only walk my hunger ranges differently depending on the day and Mm -hmm. the output and i just don't feel comfortable giving portion recommendations i also what I, yeah, I just don't think it's right. I or, also don't know if it's like allowed in a yeah. technical sense. You or know? like calories. I personally can't focus on it. I really wanted to take a before and after picture before starting it and after. But I know myself, before and afters just kind of mess with my brain a little. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to be like, I'll post an after. I'll be like, hey, this is me after four weeks. And, like, and you just want to, at the end of the day, you want to feel good in all aspects. Right. And we always say, first of all, when you know better, you can do better. So once you get these resources and tools, you're able to make better decisions. But also, when you change the way you eat, it literally changes your life, your health, your skin, your bloat, your bowel movements, right. your energy. This month of meals is so much more than just for aesthetics. And so that is why I purposely am not providing information like that. But do it yourself. Like if that's something you're into and you like doing it, all the power to you. Mm-hmm. It just It's personally not for me. Yeah, love that. One thing I wanted to touch on that takes us away from the serious note we were getting into and more just on something that I really feel like we need to touch on the obsession and the chokehold that Taylor Swift's Eras tour on TikTok has <laughs> on us currently. I literally went to bed watching her live stream in Nashville last night. And sending it to me? In the pouring rain. I don't know if any of you all saw that. And if you were there, that's incredible. I'm sure it was really difficult, but I really liked her to the start. Yeah. Right? I've always liked you her. You were a Swifty. I was totally a Swifty. But ever since going to the concert, because we went to the concert in Vegas, what, a month or two ago? And then also it flooding my timeline on TikTok. I am that much more obsessed now. And I get the chills. Like, you wouldn't believe. I love Luke Bryan. Mm -hmm. I love... Morgan Wallen. Yeah, or like Drake, Drake, Rihanna, Beyonce. If any other person's content consumed so much of my feed, I would be so irritated. Right. I watched the Oshry sisters, Margot Oshry, Girl With No Job. They all went in Nashville. They had like 20 slide Instagram stories and I'm watching it through. You watch the same songs, the same performances over and over again. And somehow, every single time, it's through someone else's lens. Like, Taylor Swift is the bond Mm -hmm. of women in America, Mm -hmm. and you can't tell me differently. That is so true. Right? Almost, this is such a generalization, Uh but like, you can go up to any woman and start talking about it, and somehow, you're going to connect. 
I agree. Whether it's the outfits, whether it's just being impressive that it's a three-hour show. Mm -hmm. She is doing, like, I've thought about this multiple times. I will tell if I have daughters one day, I will tell my daughters, you guys don't even understand what she did for us. Right. She grew, we grew up with her. She brought us through all all these different phases of lives, of our life. And then she came back and she gave it all all of it uh-huh. at once and she absolutely electrified america <laughs> i'm not okay taking, I'm and not on that back. note i'm not taking it back and on that note yeah. so wait that's hilarious i don't really know how to transition back into gut health topics after that because my adrenaline Adren- is pumping pumping right now mm. well i can do the transition because okay. i feel a certain way but maybe not as intense as you do <laughs> sure what we wanted to do today is talk about the emotional side of having gut issues digestive issues i don't want to generalize it and say any type of health issue because i think there's very varying degrees but we're going to talk about our experience of having gut issues and the toll it took on us mentally. Yeah. I think we can start when before we knew we had gut issues, but we had them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Meaning for me, like severe IBS symptoms. And what that literally looked like was me sprinting to the bathroom in every store in Northern Virginia. Like you point out a store in Northern Virginia, I can tell you where the bathroom is. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that it it was a ticking time bomb, I can't tell you how many times my mom would be sprinting through Target, Costco, so many different places because it was so unpredictable and it was an emergency. Mm -hmm. It went from zero to literally 100. Mm -hmm. And I remember being so, that alone is very stressful. You might be living through that right now. And I don't know what's worse, having it as more of like a kid slash teen or having it as an adult either way it's extremely embarrassing there's nothing that can make me more embarrassed than running into a public bathroom knowing what everyone's about to hear mm-hmm. right it's a good point like that created and the feeling of being in your car with minimal time left to spare before there was an explosion I think you're smiling at me because you know I never have IBS symptoms anymore. Mm-hmm. I drank a Sprite a few weekends ago with some <laughs> friends. I don't even know why. I don't drink Sprite. I, I actually meant to get a ginger ale and I got a Sprite and I was like, whatever. One Sprite a year doesn't kill you. Right. I start to feel some gurgling and I don't even really pay attention to it because I'm like, that's not me anymore. I'm not an IBS queen. Mm-hmm. And then I started feeling hot. <laughs> And I'm like, this is bad. And one of our friends was like, okay, is like everyone ready to go? And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to use the restroom here because like this is going to be a situation. The whole ride home, I revert back to 12-year-old me. Mom used to have me breathe in and out very deeply. She used to have me rub my hands together so I would like start focusing on something else. So I was like mm-hmm. literally massaging my hands in the back seat. I don't know how you didn't notice. I didn't. No. And every holding Duke though, every stop sign and light we hit, I literally was like, if I explode in the back of this car, I don't think our friendship is strong enough (laughs) to get past it. These are real thoughts going through my head. Simultaneously, I'm like, this is so excellent for our podcast. Like, this is going to be the best content ever. And if I were to have exploded in the car, 
I mean, that would have been a podcast episode within itself. I'm very grateful it didn't happen. But that was the first time in years that I had a very close call. So it brought, but it brought you back to that emotion that you felt. I could picture mom's Honda, whatever the Odyssey, Odyssey, black mm-hmm. Honda Odyssey. And our mom, if most of you probably don't know her, but she is like the most wonderful energetic like loving person so when we are stressed she is twice as stressed Mm -hmm. so when like i would ever have ibs episodes she'd be like okay you're gonna breathe and fresh air is coming to you and you're gonna be all right Mm -hmm. and and she would literally like coach you through it i kid you not mom was like coaching me through it at 28 years old as i'm in the back seat of my friend's car wow yeah and i only and i didn't realize it because obviously you're not going to announce it but i it's horrible I think with I'm more comfortable announcing it if it's girls, but it was girls and guys in the car. Right. And you're like, nah. And we're just like, we're friends with them, but we're not that close yet. So it's like. Right. But had it been a closer friend, I would have been like. Punch uh, it, Ethel. Punch it, Ethel from um, yeah. Mom will love that. Going back to how you felt when you were younger. I mean, when I had a lot of gut issues. There was a lot of emotion around them, right? Because one, what, it was... What kind of emotion? Frustration. Okay. If I'm putting myself in that place a few years ago, I've had a lot of gut issues. You guys know our story. If you don't, go back and listen to some of our podcast episodes. But when I had my what I would call my worst issues, there was a lot of frustration because I didn't know what to do, Right. How am I going to sit here and have these issues that I know aren't right? I know I shouldn't be feeling like this, but yet I don't know the next steps. My nervous system felt so off because I didn't feel calm ever because I was always bloated. I was constipated. I, you know, had all these different issues that made me feel like one, I was broken, but two, there was no end in sight. And that to me was such a difficult feeling because... You don't want to be 21 years old and helpless. You don't want to sit there and think, oh my gosh, am I going to have these forever? No one around me has them because guys, well, I'm 26 right now. Five years ago, people weren't openly talking about gut issues. If we really think about it, 2021 slash 22 is really when hot girl with stomach issues came about to where you could actually talk about it and make it this maybe joke slash trendy thing, right? Yeah, and I, I think that your frustration led to your obsession mm-hmm. and not in a good way. Like mm-hmm. you've talked about it before on the podcast when you talk about you were being quote unquote like too healthy. Like anything that wasn't air quotes perfect was like you couldn't touch it. Like you couldn't have a taste of Papa Rudy's cake because it had ingredients in it that you don't eat. Right. Because I... God forbid I went back to that same place of frustration, sadness, whatever it was. Do you think that at the time you didn't understand that like hypothetically, if your gut heals and you don't have conditions, like there's always a corner case, Mm -hmm. but hypothetically, if your gut heals, did you not at the time understand that like you should be able to have a piece of cake every now and then and be fine? Like that didn't make sense, right? No, because I was like... I am gluten-free. I am dairy-free. I am almost, you know, completely refined sugar-free. These are all the things that are making me feel the way, which I felt amazing doing the things that I was doing. And I didn't understand the concept of how our bodies are resilient. Our bodies aren't going to 
collapse because you have a taste of canola oil or seed oils, right? Jill and I express the word, oh, I hate to say it, but balance, but even just the, that doesn't even need to be said. It's more of the flexibility to, yeah, we eat healthy, but do we go and have a good time and go out to dinner with friends? Absolutely. But I wasn't doing that because God forbid I went back to my old place. Right. No, I mean, I don't think I realized at the time. I remember sometimes being a little irritated, being like, Jen, like, it's it's literally like a chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. Or like, it's literally, I don't, I don't even remember, but I remember like, you'd be like, oh, that has a seed oil. No. Right. Which there's a difference between just like not being interested in it because you want to live healthy and being like, I can't because I have a fear that that one thing could destroy my right. health. And it was interesting. We were having a random conversation, but a really great conversation with someone a few weeks ago. When she was really sick, she was looking for a diagnosis mm-hmm. instead of trying to just treat the symptoms. And I think especially in the U.S., we are taught that like everything needs a diagnosis. You have these mm-hmm. symptoms, but it's that, right? And what she said was, screw the diagnosis. I'm trying to understand the problem that's causing these symptoms, and that's how I'm going to go about healing. And I think especially in the gut health world, you get so caught up in, well, I have IBS and IBS isn't curable. It's like, well, having diarrhea is curable. Mm-hmm. Having sharp shooting stomach pains is curable stopping yourself from vomiting after multiple meals a week is curable you can fix those things you can reverse those things you're also spitting image of it you know what do you mean you did all those but that's my point Mm -hmm. when i labeled myself at first as having ibs ibs was i was told by gastroenterologists ibs is not curable So my point is sometimes it's so daunting to think about the diagnosis. Sometimes it's easier to just look at the symptoms and work to reduce those Mm -hmm. or eliminate those. And so that's something I wish someone would have told me 10 years ago is stop fixating on you have IBS and start fixating on what can you do to make yourself stop having explosive diarrhea? Right. Let's just be real. Yeah. Right? Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of basics that you can cover that we share on our platform. But again, I was so unaware of these things. I didn't realize my excess alcohol intake was causing this. My stress and anxiety were causing these issues. I didn't realize that sitting down and eating my meal with so much stress and anxiety that this was impacting my digestion. If I were to have known those things, hey, Jenna, get in rest and digest, you know, take a deep breath before you're eating. This is going to significantly help the way you digest your food. I think I would have approached it from a different place. Well, and I didn't realize that ingredients mattered. I also didn't realize that when you're going through what we would say gut healing, meaning Mm -hmm. like you're on some sort of protocol where maybe you're removing foods and adding supplements and doing all these things, it really is at that point, zero or 100. Like when you, it's one thing when you have a healed gut and you can have fun every now and then. I'm sure you see it all the time as you're helping clients and like as you were studying that I think a lot of people don't take it that seriously. Like, oh, my body is sensitive to coconut. But if I have coconut once a week in my matcha latte, it won't be that big of a deal. And I think that like what I didn't realize was a sprinkle here to sprinkle there when my body really can't handle it 
is just constantly irritating my, my body. Yeah, and I think there's so many varying degrees, and I think we all have are coming from a different place, right? You and I had different symptoms. What is important is taking a step back before I think you move forward, and that means analyzing it as a whole, thinking of it of exactly what you're saying. How can I address these symptoms, figure out the root cause versus all of a sudden just being like, I'm going to go in and take care of this because I have IBS and I'm going to take do what the doctor tells me. I think it's a lot of it is your approach. And I what I wish I could tell the frustrated person is take a deep breath and understand that I don't know if I believe in the zero to 100 because I do believe in this mic, the micro changes that make macro differences. I believe taking those steps to get to where you want to be instead of being like, oh my God, I have IBS. I have to all of a sudden change my entire life because the doctor told me and I think I have to take this medicine and it becomes this very anxious thing. Yeah, your healing becomes anxious healing. Instead of healing. Right. Which is your body's still operating. It's just not operating at its highest potential. And now you have to use the resources and the knowledge that you have to make those small changes. I also wish that I would have told myself that if you do go on some sort of gut healing protocol, meaning like you're working with a practitioner who has tested your blood, who's tested your stool, who's really put something very specific for you together. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. And this is and this is kind of contradicts what you're saying, but I think that it depends. Like if you're just trying to be healthier, the micro changes leading to macro differences is exactly where you need to be. But if you're paying someone, yeah, and you're working with someone who's giving you very specific directions based off of tests, mm-hmm. stool tests, blood tests, commit to it. Yeah, I wish you told that to myself too after I saw three different practitioners. Because you kind of half did them, Mm -hmm. right? And the reason I say this is because we saw Terry, our practitioner, twice. The first time we saw her in high school and we did Even younger. Me? uh, I was in high school. Oh, really? Because I was at O'Connell. But maybe you were in middle school. Yeah. We We practiced... 10 to 20% of what she preached, sure. maybe. And imagine where we would have been if we could had done you have it. imagined? Sure. And my point is when I got to Terry the second time, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. And I was willing to stand on my head for five hours a day if that's what it took. Right. And she gave me a list of everything that I could eat and what I couldn't eat. And I remember thinking to myself, holy shit. And what she said was, this is not forever. This is to help re-heal your gut. And we will start adding things back in. Mm -hmm. So that is something to look for. If your practitioner says, you can never eat a list of 20 foods ever again, red flag, Mm -hmm. right? Like the goal is to take things out normally, repair your gut, and then start adding things back in. But if that time frame is 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, I promise you it is worth it. Yeah. And Jill's using the example of taking food out and adding them back in, but it can be for literally anything when it comes to gut healing, right? Like if your practitioner says, I really think because of maybe antibiotic usage that you should be taking those probiotics, this X, Y, and Z, take them consistently, right? right? Like don't half-ass it because you're going to get half-ass results. Right. And I think the thing is, did I say this on the last podcast or did I say it on Instagram that 
Kim Kardashian posted that post. Yeah, you did. On the last podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it again because it's so true. You make time for your health now or your illnesses will make you make time for it mm-hmm. later. And again, I just wish that someone would have told me, do it. It's 30 days. So what? You have a bachelorette party. Find ways to stick to your pro- protocol. I had so many things going on. There will always be an excuse in life. And if you are working to heal your gut and you have extreme problems coming from two people where it took years and years and years to finally commit, it is so worth it. Yeah. And it's the reality is once we started to feel our body changing inside, outside, our appearance, our energy, our bloat, pain, it made making those changes that are not easy to make all worth it. It was one of the best feelings in the world to not wake up bloated. It was one of the best things to be able to go out and have a drink with my friends or go out to dinner with my friends and not worry about the fact that I couldn't button my pants because I was so bloated. Or that when we were pre-gaming or when I was getting ready, I wasn't so focused on the way I looked and the way I felt that I could just be and I could just live like I used to before I had all of these issues, right? That is the feeling that I want all of you to feel, that I want to feel on a day-to-day basis because that's the way we should be feeling. And we have gotten so far from that as I think a society, especially with our gut talk community and everyone who's listening who might be struggling, maybe you're feeling amazing, which is awesome, is that you forget what it feels like to feel so good because you had been feeling bad for so long and that became your norm. And the reality is that's not normal. Hot girls with stomach issues, normalized, right? Great. Like there's a lot of us out there that had them. I I had a ton of gut issues too, but it's not normal because we shouldn't be experiencing those things. Hot girls are fixing their stomach issues. Amen. Like, I do love that stomach issues got talked about a lot, mm-hmm. especially totally. on TikTok. Because I think the more you can feel comfortable talking about it, the less it eases those anxious feelings around your issues. At the same time, it's not cute to not take care of your body. And there's a difference between not being able to find answers and just blatantly ignoring it. But I think it trended on the side of like, oops, sorry, like, yep, I'm bloated every single day. Like, it's like, come on, like, right. let's, let's normalize. That's just me. That's just my personality. That's just who I am. Right. And I do think that humor is a really great way to joke about some things. But this is your little kick in the butt to start investigating and start doing the work because someone needs to tell you that. Amen. And as we love to say... Be your own health advocate. And that do, that means more than just standing up for yourself and, and demanding more from your practitioner. It means look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I need a little bit of kick in my ass to start eating well and following Jill's meal plans and or meal ideas and making sure that I'm not stressed before I'm eating and doing those little things because I swear to you, they will make a massive impact in your life. We're not just saying these things. We don't just share these things because we think it's cute and fun. We share them because they're practical tips to make you to help you change your life. I think that our point is like, one, take it seriously. Two, don't get overwhelmed. Start looking for answers to work on your symptoms. Don't always get so caught up in the title or the label, right? Like kind of stay the course and remember it's worth it. 
-hmm. It's going to feel so frustrating. I remember the first few weeks of my protocol, I wanted nothing more than a big fat slice of cake. I wanted soda. Like I, I was having so many cravings, but getting past that, I've never felt better. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to say. I think that's really our emotions in a nutshell, how we felt when we were in the midst of our gut issues, the relief we felt after we started to figure out what was working and how to support our body through our digestive issues. And then us now looking back on that being like, this is how I felt. These are the changes I would make. This is the advice that we would give you guys. And it's all coming from this place of we have full faith that because we did this and we made the changes and we came out on the other end that you can too. And that's all we want for you guys. So on that note, hot girls take care of their stomach issues. freaking men. It's been lovely chatting with you, Jen. You too, sis. And we love all of you. Grateful for you. And if you believe that this podcast deserves five stars and a rating... <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. (laughs) Subscribe to the email list. Any type of feedback and ratings, reviews, whatever it is, that just supports our podcast and our social media. And that's really all there is to say. We're very grateful for you guys. And if you do that, thank you. Thanks for coming to our Gut Talk. Talk.